Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Legal X Live. I'm so proud to be here. I'm your host, Mafe Yunan Velasco. And just to share a little bit of background of what Legal X Live is, it is a show that seeks the opinion of seasoned legal professionals about the current legal landscape in the Philippines and how it should and does affect everyday life and the everyday Filipino. And I am so honored to introduce to you my co-host, the main founder of LegalX, the amazing JP Lazatin, and of course, attorney Gino Jacinto. Welcome, guys. I'm excited to have our first episode of 2021. And how amazing to start it off with such a powerful, inspiring woman and to hit off Women's Month too. So how have you both been? Oh, I've been good, just keeping busy. I, I was able to catch up with uh, Gino yesterday. We, we had a good time. Yeah, uh, you know, thanks for thanks for the introduction, Mafia. I'm looking forward to today. I'm very excited to talk to Councillor Bakani. Yes, and speaking of uh, the inspiring woman that we have today, let's welcome her on the show. Without further ado, let's welcome Attorney Bakani. Hi, uh, a counselor, Crystal Bakani. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you, Mafe. Hi, Gino. Hi, JP. Hello, counselor. Thank you for joining us today. And of course, you know. I am very honored to meeting you right now and just inspired of what you've done so far. Please do share with our audience on LegalX Live a little bit of a, your background so that they can get to know um, you and the empowered woman that you are today. Hi, so I'm Crystal Bakani. You can call me Chris. Um, I'm Right now, I'm on my second term as a counselor. I'm also the chairwoman of the Committee on Women within the City Council. And um, I took my oath as a lawyer last year, 20, July 2020. So um, that was the very first time that um, the Supreme Court sworn in passers via Zoom. So that is quite historical. And yeah, that's it. And, you know, I always talking to you offline and uh, I love this show because it's my fast track of learning about law, legal issues and how to go about things. So I'm very interested on how did you find interest on in becoming a lawyer? Where did that all begin? Well, it all began when I was like a little kid. I would always go with my dad. My dad was um a counselor as well so i would go to this session hall and then congress when he became a congressman so i would just watch all these legislators and i thought to myself that um becoming a lawyer would definitely be a good stepping stone to fulfilling my public service dreams so yeah that's how i got into it and i love the fact that you are passionate about giving back you know um a lot of women, a lot of the youth need people like you to mentor them. And for me, I'm just learning a lot just by my research on your background. And thank you to Gino and JP for allowing me to be here. Um, another question I have, would you like to talk about your legal journey and, and perhaps what you face, maybe the challenges and how you overcome those? Oh my gosh. Um, so basically what happened was um, I entered law school. I was an above average student. Um, and when it was time to take the bar exam, 
I ran at the same time for office. So, I mean, there's no surprise there. I failed in one, which was the bar exams. Um, I was trying to do too many things all at once. I, but then I won the elections, so I took some time off and then studied again, took the bar two years ago, 2019, and passed. I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, try not to do too many things and yeah. just focus on one thing at a time, especially for the bar exam, especially for the bar takers, like they have to give it 100% of their time and attention. Right. Amazing. And I know JP and Gina have amazing questions to ask you. I know I have a lot, yeah. so I'll allow them to to ask you first. First off, I just want to say thanks again for coming on the show. I, I'm really excited about this episode. What Gino said he was able to get to, and we could talk about these types of topics. I feel like it's really important for people to know their rights. So I want to start out with a story um, with my talking with my little cousin. My little cousin was walking home, um, and while she was walking home, um, there was a car that started honking at her and then they rolled down the window and then just stared at her. And when she told me that experience, I, I start to think and read up about you that you were able to write an ordinance banning catcalling. Can you tell us about that? And tell us what is considered catcalling and what can someone do when they experience this? Sure, thanks for that question. Um, Definitely, that is an example of catcalling. Um, catcalling is a form of gender-based violence committed in public spaces. So the Safe Spaces Act and the ordinance that I authored define um, what catcalling is. So usually that's like when somebody whistles, shouts, or makes sexual, sexual comments towards other individuals as they usually walk by. Um, so they're usually derisive marks. Um, and... Yeah, so one clear example is what you just said about your cousin. Um, you know, they harass these women, these girls, and sometimes when you um, sometimes when you hurt the ego of the male, that's mm -hmm. when um, the perpetration happens, and that's what we're trying to avoid here. Mm -hmm. uh, what could someone do when that happens to them? Is there okay? So um, you know, now that there's a law. Um, that punishes it. Definitely, the the fast the, the best thing to do is to report it right away. Um, you can either report it to a police officer or um, those deputized by those deputized in the MMDAs, um, who are the anti-street harassment enforcers, or the barangay officials. You can always go to them, or you know any security guard of even any private establishment who witnessed it um can you can also go to them for help but basically best is for you to go to the police and go to the women's desk which every precinct right now has a women's desk so just look for the women's desk and report it so it doesn't happen to like other girls and women oh perfect oh thanks for sharing that also i also want to talk about the next story that my friend experienced um one of my friends she was basically working out in the gym and one of the workers just started taking pictures of her without her permission. So obviously, I'm, I'm sure this happens to women all the time. What are the laws about that? Okay, so there's a law right now um, that Risa Ontiveros authored. Um, as I had mentioned, it's Republic Act 11313, which is okay. the Safe Space Act. Um, okay. This basically penalizes acts like that and 
it in that law it's defined under article 2 section 12 that when you take a photo of a woman without their consent and post it on social media it can be considered as sexual harassment um and yeah it violates the right to privacy and the safe space of women so it's pun it's um punishable now mm, okay so i'm guessing this actually ties up to my next question because i was about to ask you about not only um, actual stalking, but also, you know, since we live in a digital age, there's also cyber stalking. So I'm assuming that also goes against the Safer Space Act. Is that correct? Um, it's covered by the Safe Space Act. Um, online environments are included, not just physical stalking, but cyber stalking as well. It's defined mm -hmm. there. Um, they define gender-based online sexual harassment to include cyber stalking and not just physical stalking. So, um, yeah, so that's definitely punishable as well under RA-11313. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm assuming this also brings up to my next question, because I know obviously with the culture here, we, you know, we love to make jokes, and sometimes there could be inappropriate jokes that could happen where a woman feels uncomfortable. Um, what, what, what happens when, when that occurs to, to women? Is there something they could do? Should they speak up or? Yeah, um, it may be normal to like joke around, but you know, mm -hmm. it's not right. Jokes are supposed to be funny. Jokes are mm -hmm. not supposed to harass or degrade any person. So when a woman feels uncomfortable and they, the woman should confront the perpetrator or the bystanders should also stand up for the victim survivors of of such and you know it's up to the woman to tell whether the joke is degrading or dehumanizing we mm -hmm. women have the right and women have the right to confront their perpetrators sexist jokes or rape jokes is definitely a form of sexual harassment and mm -hmm. it shouldn't be tolerated mm -hmm. okay, okay now i also want to you know thanks again for sharing i also want to get into something else on um, a different <laughs> subject i know because I was just reading up a little bit on my free time and, you know, one of my friends helping me out uh, with these questions. They they want to know the law of, of men and women are different when it comes to adultery and con concubinage. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Oh, okay. So the law, th those crimes, adultery and concubinage are both um, crimes against chastity, punishable under the revised penal code. And it's definitely, um, it discriminates the wives that's for sure, because adultery is committed by the wife. And the only proof that you need is that the wife um, had sexual intercourse with a man other than her husband. Um, oh. So that's the only proof that you need. But with concubinage, um, you it's committed by the husband. And the wife has to prove that the husband um, has either one of three, number one, either... Um, performed sexual acts in a scandalous circumstance, um, kept a mistress in their conjugal home, or or keeps a mistress in another place. So, like the proof of those three, are, they're more stringent than adultery, which you only have to prove that the female, that the wife, had sexual intercourse with another man. And also the penalty, um, the penalty for adultery is much graver than concubinage. Um, for adultery, it's six years, up to six years, and um, concubinage is only like four years. So definitely, there's like um, wow. inequality there. Yeah, that that definitely doesn't seem fair at all. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. one of the also questions I got from one of my friends when I posted this was uh, was about battered women syndrome. Um, um, someone asked me to ask you about this and what that is and what what their rights are. Okay. Um, for battered women woman syndrome. That's basically um, a psychological disorder. It's like a post-traumatic stress disorder where the woman believes that she deserves to be maltreated or deserves to be um, deserves what the abuse that she's experiencing. So and they choose not to report um, they choose not to report the violence that they experience because of this trauma that they've developed. So like in law school or you know, we've learned that it comes in three phases. There's the tension building phase and then the battering phase. And then lastly is the honeymoon phase or the tranquility phase. And it just keeps repeating itself until the woman feels that it's her fault. It's her fault that she's a victim of abuse. And she does not probably not even aware that she's a victim of such. And you know, we have the violence against women and children law to protect women who suffer from this. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um, also, one of the questions I got was uh, about maternity leave, because um, I want to talk about what the rights of maternity leave is. And also, my friend said, um, there are times when a woman finishes her maternity leave and the employer doesn't want to ruin her contract because of that. So okay, I just want so to get... Yeah, the maternity leave is a very, it, there's an expanded um, expanded maternity leave law, which was signed into law last 2019. So it's a very recent law on um, adding, it extended the paid maternity leave of women from 60 days or 78 if it's cesarean to 105 paid, paid days, paid leaves. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely that favors the woman and um, also, another thing that they removed was the limit to four children. So now it's like basically unlimited or up to whatever. Um, yeah, so that favors us thanks to Senator Risa who authored that bill. Perfect. Well, thanks yeah. again for answering our questions. That really helps <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm sure I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I hope it's like yeah informative to people who are watching right now definitely because a lot of these questions i got from people i know and asked oh what do you want to ask her about so oh, i also want to go on sorry i forgot to answer the other question that if the employer like removes the employee um, yes. that constitutes un unfair labor practice so you can report such employer to the dole so that's another right that women should be aware of that um this is your privilege and the employers have to honor that oh okay oh, okay and also this brings up to my next point because obviously it's different when you get sexually harassed in public and in the company so what are the two main differences that you could do is it the hr or when some when something happens in the office okay so if it's in the office that's under the sexual anti-harassment law which have um which covers like the relationship between um, an authority and a subordinate. So they okay. can um, file under that law, the anti-sexual -harass anti harassment law. If it happens in um, the streets, then we have the catcalling law for that. So, mm -hmm. but either way, um, you still report it. Um, 
for corporations, I'm sh they should have a gender responsive HR team to um, take care of these cases of sexual harassment in the workplace. Well, um, right now, I just want to go on another track. Um, do you feel like there are any shortcomings in the legal industry today? And if they are, what do you think the solutions are? Mm, honestly, maybe it all boils down to accessibility. Um, it, um, in the Philippines, it's very traditional. We have the law firm set up, which is very archaic. Um, and then we have the public office, which is PAO. Um, and they're very much, um, they're already so, they're filled with work. And that's even, so I feel that accessibility is a big problem. And with LegalX, you're providing an extra platform for consultation, legal consultation. And that's going to be great because, you know, legal, sorry, the law firms can be intimidating because um, it's so traditional that um, a regular, you know, like a minor or or millennials, they don't really like to go to that kind of setup. So with LegalX, um, I, with my research, I find that I found out that it's a platform where you make these basic legal services available to anybody. Just as long as you have a phone, you have internet connection, that's it. And you know, that's the future. Technology is the future. So we have to be adapting to this, like smart contracts, blockchains. I mean, those are like, wow, it's, it's yeah. going to be the future. And I'm glad that Gino has this, you and Gino created this platform because yeah. I mean, somebody ought to start it, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm so happy you're on this show, especially during March, Women's Women's Month. That's why we want really wanted you to be here. Now, I want to go back to the topic of women's empowerment. Um, is this about gender equal equality, or is it more than that? Um, honestly, I think women empowerment is about gender equality. We emphasize women because women over men have been subject to discrimination. Um. Um, oppression. Um, they've also gone through exploitation, marginalization, and violence for so long simply because of their gender. So, you know, yeah, so it is about gender equality, just to like level level the playing field. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, well, thanks again. Very, you know, very informative. I'll go ahead and uh, let Gino ask you uh, some questions as well, Attorney Gino. Um, Hi. All right, great. My turn. Chris, um, Councillor Bakami, rather. Thank you yeah. again for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, when we started looking for a guest for uh, this episode show, I had no doubt in my mind it had to be you. And we're very grateful for your saying yes. I'd also like to thank you for your story in the beginning. I'm sure, I mean, it might have been quite difficult to share that fact about you, but I don't want you to look at it that way. I think your story is very inspirational and you should keep moving forward with that. But yeah, onto the topic sure. of yeah, onto the topic of the month, right? Women's rights. Um, yeah. Clearly, you are doing a lot, you know. Um, but you are in a position of power. You're a counselor, and you are using your power responsibly. How can we, the everyday person, the average person, really advance uh, women's rights? How can we help the cause, so to speak? Like, how do you? What would you suggest to the people watching the show? What can they do on a day-to-day -day basis? 
Um, what we can do on a day-to-day -day basis is, you know, we can advance women's rights by continuing to ask what they need. An important step in that direction is that women should we make sure that women have representation. So keep electing women um, in government. Um, Absolutely. It's important, yeah, it's important that um, women get repre represented in the pol policy and decision-making process of legislation and continue to empower women, you know, like it's it's not about women becoming more advanced than men. It's just becoming equal, like continue to empower women. And okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, clearly you're at the forefront of this cause. Um, my, my, it might be a good time to remind people. Um, how, what would you say has changed uh, with regard to women's rights in the past five years? And maybe can you say where do you think? How do you actually let's break this down? Where do you think it will go in the next five years? And how do you think we'll get there? How do you feel about it? Okay, so like right now we maybe have like in the global scale we have mm -hmm. three less than three quarters of the legal rights that men have so in 1970 it was like a little less than half of the rights that they had so we're definitely progressing um we have more women in the labor force we have smaller wage gap um greater investment in health and education definitely there's progress but is it enough i don't think it's not enough we still have a long way to go um, the problem is all this economic progress could be wiped out because of the pandemic. So all the hard-won achievements could just get shattered to pieces if government doesn't intervene. Like how I see this in the next five years is it should be um, progressing if government intervenes because the pandemic has definitely slowed this growth. Um, in right now, 70% of community health workers are female um, and 2.7 trillion euros um, annually are euros annually are contributed to the global economy by women but only 50% of those are paid so the other 50% mm -hmm. is unpaid labor so there's really like a long way to go but i'm definitely um, i'm definitely optimistic about it that's great. Um, concerning everything you said, would it be possible or even right to pinpoint what could be perceived as the um, the biggest challenge uh, in the women's rights movement now? Is it uh, awareness? Is it uh, accountability? Is it action? Um, I would say the biggest challenge right now, like the Im most imminent one, would be the ongoing shadow pandemic of gender-based mm -hmm. violence that we have to deal with because of the lockdown most women are experiencing domestic abuse the numbers are like rising just yeah. like how covid is also going up and they're so vulnerable the young women and girls are so vulnerable and it's um they're more open to sexual online sexual exploitation which so we have to um raise awareness regarding this matter that you know it's the collateral damage of the pandemic yeah. yeah. So you mentioned so, yeah, um, the race, online. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Definitely raise awareness with what's happening, mm -hmm. um, and for government again to intervene. So government plays a big role here. Yeah. Of course. You mentioned online harassment. Um, that obviously leads us to 
uh, technology. You know, for what good it yeah. gives us, it does have a negative effect as well. Um, how do you feel about all the new technology nowadays? Is it more um, advantageous? Is it creating more problems that we're having trouble dealing with? Like, how do you feel about technology right now with regards to all these things happening? I would say it's definitely, it has, you know, it has its advantages and disadvantages. I don't know which ways more, but right now, definitely the advantage would be accessibility to information, um, easier access of reporting, um, or, you know, you have your camera, you can take a photo of any abuse that's happening to you, easier to record things. But at the same time, um, it's also more prone to um, online sexual exploitation of women and children. So uh -huh. it's, yeah, it's like, you know, there really are disadvantages and we have to just make sure that we are aware that that's happening and to kind of put more roadblocks for that. Like um, online perpetrators should be punished and of course. should really be, sorry. No, I just said, I was agreeing with yeah. you. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, it has both its ups and downs. So we just have to like, we just have to raise awareness for the disadvantages of technology. But like LegalX, for example, is one of the advantage of technology that can advance, you know, legal rights or women's causes and advocacies. Yeah. Uh, thank you for saying that. We, we do hope that that, that's just the case. Um, let's go back a little closer to home. Um, clearly, uh, the, this challenge you picked is quite uphill. Like, what made you decide to tackle this subject? This, um, how did you get into the field? This, if, for example, like, why did you become a counselor? And then why are you targeting all these these causes? Like, is there something you want to say? Is there something you want to uh, speak out about? No, I. Um, for me, like, I was raised by a really strong woman. Very, mm -hmm. I. It's a very matriarchal home for me. And it's just, I, as I grew older, I realized that not everybody experienced like being empowered like me as a child. And I just want to like voice that out, be the voice for like other women who can't speak, empower women. I mean, what does empowering a woman really means? You know, it means um, letting a woman make decisions for themselves and let them have a happy, fulfilled life. And how do you define that, right? It's by, it's 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 up to the woman to make that decision, yeah. what makes them happy. Like, is it gonna be food on the table? Is it gonna be being a housewife? Is it gonna be housing conditions? Is it gonna be free from domestic violence? Or is it the ability to work and have a career? Or is it helping, is it helping people in your community? Is it serving the government? If you feel like you're able to do something about what you think is a happy and fulfilling life, then you are empowered. So that's just the message I want um, girls and women to have is that it is up to you. It should be your choice. Like that's what's the most important thing that you're part of the decision-making process. That's and fantastic. Being, being in the city council, I'm able to voice that out. And, you know, I've actually had um a few bumps in the road while i was passing this ordinance of catcalling when a few male counselors were telling me that it wasn't needed or that it was very misogynistic comments and i just thought to myself if i wasn't there who would like who would defend women or like even legislate anything that could 
advance their their rights you know so it's important that you have representation in policy making that's so amazing. That's um, obviously, I, I can't speak for women, but on behalf of the Filipinos, I would take this moment to say thank you for all of that. What you're doing is clearly amazing. Um, let's Thanks. let's let's just kind of go away from government. You've spoken a bit about it. It's you know very inspiring, very impressive. But I'd like also to let the people know that uh, Councillor Bakani is also somewhat of a social entrepreneur. Um, in preparing for this interview, I found out that um, Chris has a brand that she's putting forward. But beyond that, she's using this avenue to do more good in this area. And I think that deserves mention and I'd like to give you the floor to talk about it because I think that deserves to be plugged in so many words. But uh, yeah, please, you, Chris. Thank you, Gino. <laughs> um, actually, I just, during the pandemic, you know how like we were all probably just glued to our phones and like thinking of how we can make this world a better place and all of that. I mean, we had so much time. So I started like just conceptualizing something that you know, could, because it, it's not sustainable to just keep donating money. Like I needed yes. something, I needed a business so that um, that could promote, um, you know, um, women's rights. So I was, I thought to myself, if I put up a brand selling like women's clothing line or fitness, fitness, a fitness clothing line, and I would put all the profits from that, from all those sales to advancing women's rights so it's still right now i'm still in the process of um developing the whole idea and testing products and stuff but thank you for mentioning it um there's yeah, actually a welcome. name already it's called hypletics <laughs> so hypletics. Add me on that's awesome yes we will i will we will make sure people do that um attorney yeah. uh, counselor bakani we won't take up too much of your time i just wanted to give you this last opportunity to close up um is there anything you want to tell the people watching? That anything that the the people will watch, the people who will watch later, um, what can the everyday person do again to, you know, just do the right thing on a daily basis? It doesn't have to be always filing a case. It doesn't always have to be uh, filing suit or anything. There has to be something that uh, people are capable to do on the from the everyday standpoint. Is there anything you'd like to say about that? Anything you'd like to elaborate okay. on before we let you go? Okay, for this, um, you know, like yeah, you mentioned that most people would just hire a lawyer when it's already like push comes to shove and yeah. you're already at the, you know. Um, you know, you should always see it as like going to a doctor for an executive checkup. Um, mm -hmm. your approach should be your approach should be um preventative. So and so instead of to avoid litigation, because you don't want to actually litigate. Yeah. What you wanna do is have good housekeeping, right? Like with property law, estate law, taxes, these are things that you can actually get a lawyer for without waiting for, you know, getting to getting sued and stuff. So yeah, we should change the mindset of people that you don't need to be sued just to have a lawyer. You mm -hmm. can actually already have one start um, engaging in legal counseling so that so that you will be aware of your rights. And you know, just it's just cleaner that way. It's just uh, less messy. Um, so download the LegalX app <laughs> for this. Yay. Yeah. And my last word, um, I mean, just my last message to everyone listening would be, please don't forget to register to vote. I mean, <laughs> register, yeah, to vote. Exercise your right of suffrage. Um, we have, I think, 200 days left for you to register. That's a long time. So no excuses. 
um, participate in this and choose leaders who will fight for women's rights and equality. Great, uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, that was that was incredible. We really appreciate appreciate you being on today. Yes, uh, turn thank the, you. Turn it over thank to Mafia again. I'm in awe. It's such a perfect person to have on our first episode of 2021 and also for Women's Month. Thank you, um, Councillor Chris Bakani, for being that voice for women and also the Filipinos, because we need to be educated. We need to learn from people like you. And it's something that you know resonates with me, just to recap, you know, raising awareness for women is a passion of mine. And just seeing uh, like-minded women like you who are on the platform to create those decisions or or even have the possibility to to allow us having a voice through you and this is a joke that i always share with my family that yes i am not a singer but if we have a voice <laughs> that means you can create a difference right definitely so, definitely <laughs> thank you and so I, much that, thank you for yes me. thank you thank you and i thank think it goes to show that you know, when you create habits, it creates your future. So be careful yeah. of your choices. Like um, Councillor Chris told us today, be that inspiration, be that change, and don't forget to vote. Don't forget yep. to sign up or register. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Please do like and share LegalX, all the social media platforms and share this episode because everybody needs to hear what was said today. So with that, guys, thank you. thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you in the next episode of Legal X Live. Thank you. Bye. Bye.